Welcome to the Made For More podcast, hosted by yours truly. If you don't know me, hey, I'm Isabel, certified mindset and life transformation coach that specializes in helping ambitious women with discovering your passions, romanticizing your money, and unlocking your hidden potential. Here, you've already witnessed my journey along with many special guests, such as multi-six-figure coaches and entrepreneurs and like-minded individuals who decided to dream bigger as soon as they realized that they were meant for so much more. Chances are, if you're here, you know you are too. So what do you say? Are you ready to say yes to yourself? Well, get ready because you're about to move like you've never moved before. Let's tap into the knowing that you were undeniably made for more. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast this week. Today, we are joined with another special guest who happens to be a very highly intuitive empowerment coach. Her name is Emily Jones, and she is about to take the platform today and talk to you guys all about her story, her background, going from masculinity, going from corporate success to starting her own online business, helping women all over the world embrace their inner joy. And we go into so many key elements that it takes to overcome the misalignment in your life, how to outgrow certain relationships that aren't serving you, what it takes to really go full force in your business, and really where your true inner desires are calling you towards. And so, so much greatness is packed into this episode, and I can't wait for you guys to tune in to the fullest of it. Be sure to follow me and her in the description box below where you can easily access and connect with us on our coaching journeys and possibly work one-to-one with either one of us if that is where your soul calls you to move forward after this episode. And of course, be sure to let us know your biggest key takeaways and what resonated with you the most in today's episode. Don't forget to like, share, rate the podcast. It would mean so much to me. But without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of today's episode. So, Emily, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast this week. I'm so excited to be joined with you and talking about all things between spirituality, building your business, showing up online, and what it takes to really step out of the fears and the limiting beliefs of what a lot of society has put us through and you know what it really means to step into your power and embody a lot of the a lot of the soul that's willing to kind of rise to the surface. Um, I love how mystical. I, I want to say the first time I looked on your profile, I'm like she reminds me of someone that is just so like mystical and so fruitifying, so lovable and so compassionate. And truly, at the end of the day, we're all just looking to kind of gain and surround ourselves in that energy. So I can't wait for you to share your story. And with that being said, I'd love for you to introduce yourself and what you do and all about you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I love the title of your podcast, Made for More. It it is, you know, what I continue to not necessarily strive for, but but live for. It's like, I want to have the most amazing experience here with my time so show me where I can get more (laughs) um so my name is Emily I'm from a very small town in Quebec Canada 
a small town as in like 2000 people. So like a village. Um, I have always had a very curious, adventurous spirit that has led me to many different places around this beautiful planet. So when I was studying at university, I was doing a bachelor's degree in international business and had the opportunity to do an exchange. So I went to Amsterdam for six months. I was living there, I guess I was 19 or 20. Um, and that first experience blew my mind open. It was like, whoa, there are different ways to go about living your life. And there are different paths that are possible for me because I had this very fixed, narrow mind um, prior to that experience. And um, I'm so grateful for that opportunity and experience because it really changed the whole direction of my life. After that experience, I came back to Montreal, which is where I was studying and finished my undergraduate degree and then moved to South Korea to teach English. All I wanted to do was live abroad again because it had widened my perspective and like horizons in so many beautiful ways. So I was Googling what jobs allow me to travel at, at that time, digital nomading and freelancing and remote work wasn't um, that popular as it is today. So English teaching was the first thing that popped up. So I did that for a year and a half in South Korea. And then I did that again in Colombia, which is where I live now, Colombia in South America. Um, and I've been there for six years now, which is a really long time to live in one place after bouncing around so much. I mean, I lived in Guatemala as well between the that time, but I've been based there now for six years. And over the past two and a half is when I dove into entrepreneurship and coaching and started my own business and offering my services. And that has been a whole other journey on its own that I'm sure we'll dive more into today. But that's a bit of my journey of how I got to where I am today. Yeah, I love I love hearing how a lot of us coaches and even people in general that kind of stem into more of what they feel is most aligned for them. You know, a lot of the times we feel like we're kind of on this like narrow path to life is what you were calling it, right? Whether it's corporate careers, whether it's, you know, going into the college degree and figuring out, pivoting, where does this line up for my future that I want to see for myself? And what was the point for you that really called to you to be like, hey, like, it, was it the times that you were starting to travel? Is that what kind of like got you out of your comfort zone and exploring more of the different experiences? Yeah, I think so. Because prior to that first experience abroad, I had, like I was saying, this very narrow-minded way of thinking about success, specifically around success. Um, I was, you know, enrolled in business school and uh, my dad being an entrepreneur and having his own business had sort of nudged my brother and I to like take the more safe and secure route of getting the, the degree and getting the corporate job. Um, so that's where I was going. And at the time, like all the people in my life were sort of going down similar paths and I didn't question it at all. I didn't you know, explore what other possibilities were available. It was just like, okay, this is like the easy path to 
a job where you can climb this corporate ladder and just sort of like slide on by and then make it to retirement and, you know, sort of survive your life. (laughs) And um, that's what I was going to do. Like I did my first year of undergrad and I was convinced I was just going to do an MBA immediately after and then just work in a cubicle for the rest of my life in like a gray, boring office wearing pantsuits. Like that's what (laughs) I thought my life was going to be. You know, now look at me, I'm wearing tank tops and I'm most of the time in a crop top in my office um, at home. So that that was where I was going. And then the experience in Amsterdam just, I mean, I met so many different type types of people there. And I was away from everything I had ever known, like all of my family members, all of my friends that I'd grown up grew that I grew <laughs> that I grew up with all my life um so it was just like yeah getting so out of your comfort zone and into new territory that you've never experienced before just blew everything wide open it was like actually there are different ways mm-hmm. and actually there are things that bring you a lot more joy than what you've experienced lately and i think that's what sort of ignited that spark within me yeah it's kind of crazy how, you know, you live in one place your whole life and with the certain types of people, the same types of people, and, you know, everyone kind of operates in the same way. And I've always been curious to know, like, how different cultures work. And I think that's why people have such a taste for traveling, but then they always wait for the right time or they wait till they have enough money or they wait until it's safe or mm. all, all of the things, right? It's kind of nuts. Yeah. I'd love to know what is what has Columbia like done for you and changed around just your energy and your experience of life and how you grew into this version of you now? Mm, yeah, great question. I think it's done so much for me in ways that I could have never predicted before. So I don't know if you've ever traveled to anywhere in Latin America, but it's a very relaxed culture and people are very happy i don't want to say they're happy with with a li- you know with little but they're a lot less materialistic than other places that i've been in and a lot less individualistic right like countries like the us and canada like we're so um we strive to be like the one success like it's all about me. Like, I've got to do this. And like, I've got to go on my own and do this thing. Um, whereas in, in Colombia and a lot of other Latin American countries, they're very more, they're, they're much more family oriented and, and collective oriented and supportive and, and very happy. I mean, you listen to, I don't know if you listen to Latin music, but it's, this really happy music and something about it just woke up this this fire within me or this this spark of joy that had been you know sort of like dull and dead for a while because I was striving for the wrong things or or looking for happiness outside of me in material things and in a career title job title or in a relationship and it just it brought me back to my body it brought me back to the simplicity of life the simplicity of of nature and the simplicity of of what you have within you which is everything you would ever need so 
Yeah, I think what it did was just like delete, compost, remove all of the the beliefs that that were telling me that what I wanted or what I needed was outside of me. And it just brought me back in. Wow. Oh my goodness. I love that last statement. Like everything that I thought was outside of me just allowed me to feel within. Hmm. Right. I, I think that's a, a really big key right there. <laughs> yeah. Pause, rewind, listen to that again. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I love, I love this conversation, how it's flowing, because I feel like not a lot of people talk about how change really does happen during the times where you would least expect it, like such as traveling, like that's just an example, right? You know, I remember last year I had never traveled out of the country and I decided to book a retreat to the Dominican Republic and it had been something on my bucket list, not exactly Dominican Republic, but it was to get my passport and to at least travel Mm -hmm. somewhere that I'd never known before. And It's crazy the way other people live and the way that they see the world. It really is. um, It's really not any type of materialism. Um, And it's like they're kind of more fine-tuned into the smaller moments in life, you know, and being surrounded by the beach, I think, really matters. But, (laughs) you know. Yeah. Yeah. It helps for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So when did you, did you start your business around the same time that you started kind of going into personal development or like, when did that shift happen for you? Mm, Yeah. Good question. It happened really quickly. Um, I think, oh, let's see. Let me see if I can get the dates right. Um, Mm -hmm. I had started a new job in Medellin, Colombia, which is the city where I live now in October, 2018. And around that time, my manager at the time was talking about this life coach that she was working with. And at that time, I had never heard of what a life coach was. I wasn't reading any type of self-help book. I I don't think I was reading books at all, to be honest. Um, (laughs) Right. (laughs) and, And this company had... This company that I was working with had this education fund that they would give all of their employees. So we had a couple hundred bucks every year to spend on books or courses or, you know, whatever you wanted to invest in, in yourself. It could be personal, uh, professional development. And I was like, what am I going to use this money for? Like the only thing that I could think of was like a language course. Like I was just really outside of the personal <laughs> development space. Um, but shortly after that, things started to illuminate or more things would pop up. So people would recommend books and I would give them a try. And <laughs> shortly after, I think it was September of 2019, I changed companies And one of my colleagues there was this super spiritual guy. I mean, he would show up to the office with beads, like his mala beads around his neck. And he would be talking to me about um, plant medicine ceremonies and retreats that he would go to. And like, it just, again, blew, blew my horizons wide open. Like this was so new to me. Um, And then I went to one of the ceremonies with him. We did an ayahuasca ceremony and that was like 
what really sped up my personal process and my spiritual awakening, if you want to call it like that. And then shortly after that, I was getting so many signs that it was time to finally put an end to like the typical nine to five corporate job that I'd been in for a while and to do something else that I, you know, I had the desire, I had the the nudge on my heart forever. I just did not know how to get there. But that's how things started to to spin for me or like the pieces started to move. And then I started learning about Reiki and energy work. And again, I was just like, what? How have I not known any of this information for 26, 27 years of my life? Yeah. And then it just boom, boom, boom. It was like one thing after the next. I was learning different modalities. And then I finally invested in my first like coaching program to, you know, sort of pinpoint what my purpose was or what my message was and what my gifts were and like how to package this into a service and offering for the world. And that was 2020. And I officially um, had, I think my first client by September or October, 2020. So it was all happening quite quickly within like a year or two. Um, discovering the personal development realm, diving into what is spirituality, what's manifestation, what's what are all these terms I've never heard of before, <laughs> and what's energy work. It was fascinating. I mean, I'm still fascinated every single day of my life <laughs> of all of the things that I keep learning, but that that's how it all happened. Yeah. Oh, I love that story. I love how it just unraveled so like articulately. Um, I feel like that boom of like clarity or movement or, oh my gosh, like, you know, it's like you kind of get the blindfold ripped off of you mm -hmm. when you decide to really pursue this, you know, different puzzle piece, right. That you've never quite grasped before you would say, um, and so it's interesting because like all of that flows and like you, you start knowing about business, you start knowing about energy and manifestation and spirituality. And it's like, have you ever gotten to the point where everything was just flowing on this like high wave and then you kind of like dropped and we're like, wait, what's going on? Like, have you ever had that moment mm -hmm. of like pivoting in business or like questioning like is everything you know to be true have you ever had anything like that before hmm. in terms of like questioning things that I was learning to be true e yes and no I feel like there's always been this underlying knowing that mm -hmm. okay I'm on to something and and what I know about the universe or God or source or spirit or whatever you want to call it, that feels like, okay, I get it. And like, that feels true along the journey of entrepreneurship and business and finding, you know, my message and what am I doing and, and what am I supposed to do? And who am I supposed to help? Of course, there's so much questioning and so much trial and error and okay, I feel like I'm onto something and I've got the clarity. Okay. I'm going to do this thing. And then no, that's not it. That doesn't feel good anymore, like a week later. So yeah, definitely, definitely experienced lots of ups and downs in, in that way. Yeah. 
I feel like business or entrepreneurial, like choosing that path is a whole journey on its own. And it's all about the ebbs and flows. And it's all about learning who you really are beneath all of these limiting beliefs that you've suddenly uncovered about yourself when it comes to money, right? Oh my goodness. I love that you had brought up you are a badass with money book. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. That I've read so many money books, um, not just like actual like investing type of books, um, but um, actually I have, have you ever heard of Amanda Francis? Mm-hmm. I actually have her book, like literally right here. <laughs> yeah. I know and, a lot of people reading that book these days. <laughs> yeah. I've read that book at least five times. Wow. Um. And I'd love to know what is your take from not just reading You Are a Badass with Money, but in general, what have you learned about the energy behind money? Mm, yeah, I feel like we overcomplicate it so much and we put so much pressure on ourselves to figure it out. This money thing, this money piece, like how can I make more of it? I need more of it now today. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And what I've come to understand is that the less you focus on it and the more you're actually just enjoying what you're doing, it's going to naturally follow. Um, I think that's been the biggest lesson for me because I used to freak out about money like the first year in my business um like so much uh in survival mode like I need a client to like pay my bills and pay my rent so (laughs) what am I gonna do and like oh my gosh I must have this block and this block and this block and this limiting belief about it because it's not flowing it's not coming in But I mean, if you're constantly in that state of something's wrong, there's a problem here, I need to fix something, I have a block, I have a limiting belief, there's an issue. If you're constantly coming back to that, then you're constantly going to be creating more of the issue, more of the problem, more of the lack, more of the fixing that needs to be done. But there's no fixing. So the more you can relax and sort of let money just do its thing and be and flow and come in and out and not focus so much on it Mm. and focus more on actually just enjoying the process then it's going to naturally flow and I feel like if I could you know just go back and tell myself two years ago to just chill the f out (laughs) yeah it would have been a lot more enjoyable yeah. And money probably would have been flowing a lot more in my life as well. So I feel like that's the sort of mind uh I don't I, I keep wanting to swear, but I don't know if I should on your podcast. <laughs> you can um, go ahead, girl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's the mind fuck. It's like we read all these books about money. We want to figure it out so badly that we rob ourselves of the joy we could be experimenting and experiencing in the process of just creating and having fun with our business so that that's been the biggest lesson for me around money yeah it's so crazy that you know once you get into this new state of 
energy, like you said, and, and, and personal development and you learn the actual truth about money, it's like, you look back on like your previous self and you're like, why, <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, um, that's, that's money has always been one of like the favorite things that I, I talk about now when I think back then it was such a hard topic for me to talk about, you know, why do I want to talk about money? Money always causes problems, right? I always mm -hmm. run out of money, you know, money only pays my bills and all I do is pay bills and work hard and, you know, being in that energy of never having enough money, you know, getting to rewire that into a business that you love and, and embodying that, I think is where people kind of go wrong because they think they have to work harder because a business mm. is quote unquote unstable. And, you know, I've heard it so many times starting my business, you know, uh, so many people are like, well, you should just go back to a nine to five job while your business takes off. And it's like, okay, well then that's kind of choosing that my business isn't stable, right? Um, there's like this whole like tossing and turning between do you just go all in with your business or be safe, do the nine to five job, work the multiple jobs and wait till it takes off? Like what's your take on that? I think it all depends on the energy behind the decision because if you are if you are choosing to not take on any other part-time job or full-time job because you believe that by doing so you're not going to be all in and therefore it's not going to happen the universe isn't going to reward you because you're not all in um yeah. which is something that you know we kind of get caught up in if that's the energy behind the decision then it's it's not helpful and it's it's going to be challenging to get your business off the ground i mean i'm not saying it always is but it's not always the most stable thing in the beginning mm -hmm. and so if you're thinking about potentially having a part-time job or even a full-time job as you get your business up and running as long as the energy is clean behind that and you're not you know beating yourself up about the decision or giving yourself a hard time about it and you're actually enjoying what you're doing on the side you have you know the potential to learn new skills while you're taking on part-time jobs and building your business like it's not wasted time and it's not wasted energy and it can really help you because in the beginning when you're trying to build your client base you don't want to be in the energy of neediness, right? Like I was saying earlier, like I need a client to pay my rent. Like people feel that when you're showing yes. up online. So you don't want to exude this neediness or this, this, you know, energy where you just like are wanting to sell just because you need money like that. That's not why you started the business. I mean, yeah. for most people in like this type of service based uh, conscious business, right? Like you're doing it because there's a strong message you're here to share. And there's like this purpose and these gifts that you want to share with the world. So if having that stable income on the side helps you be in a more relaxed state, it's going to be beneficial for everybody, for your clients, for your future clients, for yourself, for your family, for whomever is involved. So I think there's nothing wrong with having a part-time or full-time job or multiple jobs on this side because they can help you invest in the support you need as well, like mentorship or 
software that you need to start your thing. So yeah, do whatever feels good, but the energy behind the decision is really key. Yeah, hundred percent. I I agree with that. Like the energy behind it really does dictate how it it gets to unfold for you. You know, um. So in that regard, I would love to hear what exactly do you expertise in with your clients? Do you kind of help them bridge the gap out of like, you know, a nine to five, or do you help them kind of discover that more authentic purpose? Mm, Yeah, I think it really depends on every client that I work with, especially if it's one-on-one coaching, but Mm. it's not targeted or tailored to women that want to leave corporate. I have clients who are very happy in their corporate jobs and uh, we focus on other areas of their lives, like their relationships, um, love, romantic relationships or friendships, building community, like whatever it is that they feel would bring them the most joy in that moment of their life. Like it's, it's really focused on finding what it is that lights each and every one of them up, what brings them the most joy and how can they lean back into more of a receptive mode and a more present energy? Like instead of rushing from one thing to the next, how can you just be in your body more, be more receptive, be more open to being surprised and being provided for by the universe in different ways? So I think it's mostly about helping women step out of their masculine dominant energy and back into their natural more feminine leaning energy back into the receptivity back into the presence the joy um and also back into lightheartedness playfulness because a lot of the women that i help have had this creative side of them turned off for so long it hasn't felt safe to create it hasn't felt safe to play Mm -hmm. and to tap into that childlike wonder of oh my god what would be so exciting for me to create to experience to live so I think that's that's mostly what it comes down to is helping these women tap back into their feminine nature and um like bring back their inner child, let themselves play more with life. I love that. I love that. Such high achieving woman. I feel like we get kind of locked into this like toxic masculinity of like, go, 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 do, do, do. Mm. And it's something that, you know, a lot of us, I think women fall into the trap of is like needing to be successful Um, not needing to depend on anyone else and kind of putting our needs last, right? And going down this path where at the end of the day, we just want peace like everyone else. So femininity is interesting because it's something that I've been discovering more of as somebody who before coaching, before personal development was definitely like a high career chaser and, and a high achiever that didn't even know what actual femininity was like so I'd love to know your your take and your impression on how did you discover that side of you Mm, yeah very similar to what you were saying like I was very much in a masculine oriented energy I mean I was working in 
corporate whatever, right? Where it's very competitive and there's not much room to just kind of be silly and play. Um, <laughs> it's like <laughs> grow up, be serious, put on your suit and uh, do your work or whatever. And you're rewarded for as many hours as you put in. And it's like the more you give your life to your job, the better. But um, <laughs> I don't I don't know exactly how things started <laughs> to shift for me. I think it's as I was diving into my business, I started to allow myself to play and to create and to see what wanted to be created through me and relaxing more into beingness. So with meditation or mindfulness or whatever it was that I was doing, there was a, a priority on getting back into the body, getting back into just beingness rather than doingness and action and always having a to-do list with 20,000 things on them. How can I just focus on being in my body and seeing what step I want to take next and how can I let my intuition guide me instead of a strategy that somebody else is giving me and so through that process of course it took some time like in the beginning of my business I wasn't in that playful energy I wasn't in the receptive energy of just okay let me sit back and let me allow the ideas to come I was like let me research what is, you know, like, um, what are some of the top, I don't know, ideas for posts or like the top um, subjects that people want to learn about and let me put my own spin on it. And that'll work for me versus what's actually coming from within. So that shift of like, okay, no more doing this. I'm not saying never, of course, you still have to do and you still have to take action. But yeah. from the initial point, like, can I relax into my body? Can I just be and who am I when I'm just being and not doing and what wants to flow through me and allowing things to come? I think that allowing peace is really key, too. And then getting more comfortable with play, with creating just for the sake of creating and that was, you know, something that I had to work at and unlock, like feeling safe in the beingness, feeling safe in just following my intuition on a daily basis, feeling safe, allowing myself to play without needing to make money off of a creation, just seeing what wants to come through. Mm -hmm. And then it's like a muscle that you learn to build, right? Because you've, you've had this one way of doing things for 20, 30, 40 years and you start slowly unraveling that and then shifting gears into another way of being. And so it it's not like a night and day type of shift, but I think the, the most important thing that helps getting back into that feminine energy, that receptivity, that creative energy, that intuitive energy is to just be, to just Tune into what you're experiencing in every moment. Tune into your five senses and actually enjoy the little pleasures of your day, the coffee in the morning, the, the journaling that you're doing or whatever it is. Just like, can I be present and then see what wants to flow from there? Yeah. Wow. I love that statement you said and it's something I've been 
writing down in my own journals is like, who am I when I'm not doing, but I'm just, mm. being, you know, and for the first time in my life, like I, I don't think I've ever asked myself that question, you know, like, cause yeah. we tie so much of our worthiness and our work ethic and our, and our joy and our peace and our fulfillment and our money around doing all the time you know the first thing we wake up in the morning is oh I have to do this or you know I have to be at this place or I have to show up as this version of me and it's like you're always kind of putting on this this I don't want to say mask but you're you are showing up in an element where you are expected to look a certain way in some aspect of your day whether you're with friends or family um you're on social media or whatever it is and so like I, I love that you were able to kind of articulate that in a way where it's like, how are you just recircling back to yourself and just being present in the times where you, where your soul and your, your, your body, your mind, your whole being really just needs that time to sit back and enjoy the moment instead of doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a huge, it's a huge shift. Sometimes it's hard to grasp because like you said, our identities are so attached to these things that we do our our job title the roles that we play the daughter the mother the sister and all of these things but at the end of the day that's not really who you are right and so who are you really I think that's a question a lot of people need to be asking themselves more frequently yeah. Well, it's interesting because I've been asking, like, what's the difference between, like, obviously we know the difference between, like, ego and, like, intuition, right? And, you know, the ego is something that I think always wants to identify itself with something, like, something to validate itself, something to feel secure with with who you are and wh what you are, you know, and whether that's, you know, always looking for more money or more support or more uh, confidence, worthiness, you know, whatever it is, it's like the ego, just the only way it really stays alive is by feeling that need to, to for something, right? But not actually feeling like in alignment sometimes. And I'd love to know your your impression on like the ego like how have you kind of maneuvered through some of the battles within your intuition and ego mm, yeah again that's like a daily practice to come back <laughs> to every day to notice the difference right is this the ego that is you know having the reaction or having the thoughts the the fears that the the negative you know scenario playing how can I zoom out of that lens and come back into my truth, come back into who I really am, which is the awareness, the consciousness, the observer of it all. Mm -hmm. And, and that is like a practice and it is not always easy, but the more you notice the ego, the less it has a grip and a hold on you. So I mean, it comes up every single day. Everybody has experiences with, you know, things that they've identified with or, or disappointments or all of the emotional reactions. And when you can just zoom out and observe it as like almost a separate entity, right? Like a separate part, mm -hmm. then it, it becomes easier to 
not necessarily manage, but just to come back to the truth of like, okay, I'm, I'm actually always safe, no matter what I'm actually always provided for no matter what, like, this is just my little ego, my little human <laughs> experiencer that's freaking out at the little things. But the moment I zoom out, I can see the, the bigger picture and, and everything is okay. So that zooming out moment, that becoming the observer again, becoming the awareness again is, you know, one of the the most challenging things um the more you practice it the easier it gets but not not always easy very very easy to get wrapped up in the ego and in taking things personal yeah um I think what I've learned um, and I'm sure you have too is is really just kind of not trying to associate with it and you know, one of the biggest things that I've had to grasp is, you know, a lot of the thoughts that we have sometimes aren't really our thoughts. And I think that's like the scariest thing about personal development is when you live on the ego for so long, you have a thought that rises up, whether that triggers a feeling or you have a feeling that triggers a thought and you immediately identify with it because that's what keeps the ego essentially alive. And, Mm -hmm. you know, forming all of these different limiting beliefs about yourself, you know? And so going into this journey of entrepreneurship, personal development, spirituality, it's like you start to kind of observe how your your mind or your conscious mind, your egoic mind processes a lot of the ways that you are doing things that scare the shit out of it. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. because it doesn't feel safe, you know? Yeah. Like you said, it's just a part of your brain. And having to make sure that like you are whole and you are safe and you are trusting yourself to kind of reprogram it, which is something not a lot of people grasp. But when you do, it's like a, it's, it's a blessing, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So I would love to know what are some of like the common themes that you see with some of your clients that you've you maybe didn't even notice was you know something that you may maybe have experienced or you know what's something that you see a lot of your clients experiencing that you would love to kind of shed upon the audience on maybe if they're going through it as well Mm. I think one of the main things that I see time and time again is the guilt that we experience and that we hold on to when we are navigating this this path of personal development or of change or of becoming or returning to your happiest self. There's a lot of guilt present when we are doing this work, when we're hiring a mentor to change, to help change our life, when we're yeah, doing any of this change work, there's a lot of guilt that comes up often around embracing more of your truth and more of your joy because, well, my family is not experiencing it. They're still stuck in their patterns. Who am I to be free? Who am I to be joyful? Who am I to follow my dreams, right? Like that type of of guilt that sets in. So I feel like that's one of the most common patterns I will see with 
all of my clients, no matter what they're working on, whether it's, you know, okay, they've finally attracted their dream man, and they're actually in a healthy, stable, loving relationship, then they're like, do I really deserve this? I mean, Mm. you know, when you've lived your life this way, where things are not going your way or things are hard or your all your families all all your friends are experiencing struggle and that's what you're connecting on and then you're branching out and you're actually receiving things easily money is coming to you relationships career opportunities and then it's like oh shit but do I deserve this is it okay (laughs) (laughs) so I feel like that's a big one that especially women we we go through and and navigating that the guilt that can come up and how to release that and you know it, it it's so common I see it all the time and I see a lot of people that will retract right mm-hmm. they're they're making progress and things are happening beautifully and then they're like mm, you know what it feels safer over here back where I used to be so let me in a way self-sabotage and remove all these beautiful things from my life so I can go back and connect with who I've always connected with. Wow. So the, these are some of the deeper patterns that, that I see that I notice. And those are the, the, the big pieces to work through that, that guilt piece. Yeah. I feel like the last one you said was kind of tying into inner child. Like, you know, cause I think your inner child is, pretty much you know your safest spot I mean a lot of people I feel like you know when the when you start to learn about inner child work and inner child healing you start to notice that that's just the part of you that wants to keep you safe you know the part of you that was taught to be and look and feel think a certain way right and the way that you described it being you know somebody wants to go here they want to go to the, the the next plan that they already had intact that their true their true desires are aligned with um but they're they just feel like they have to stay comfortable in this state of knowing that this is what everybody else approves them of or accepts them for big piece it's a big piece for sure and what we need to come back through or come back to is that is that initial desire that's there to experience something different or to experience more of that joy of that truth of that resonance of that authenticity and oftentimes it will require to make new connections make new friend groups um, meet new people that are aligning more on these paths so that's you know another thing that I see a lot of is that need for different connections so Um, you know, finding a women's circle or finding a group program or some type of meetup to connect with people that are going to support that new vision, that new path that you have. I think that's crucial. Yeah. The outgrowing friendships and relationships part is, I think, one of the biggest plot twists that not many people expect to go through. Mm -hmm. Um, And it can kind of be it can kind of toss them into a whirlwind where it's like that's what maybe brings them back to the comfort zone of like oh gosh if I do become this successful or I do make this amount of money or I do travel the world and I do things that nobody else would expect me to do like 
you know, how am I going to stay with this person that I truly love or, you know, vice versa, right? Like, I don't know. It's interesting because I kind of went through this experience last year. I mean, I'm still with my boyfriend, but for a long time, I thought like my personal development was interfering Mm -hmm. with my, a lot of my relationships, you know, and, you know, going through that is such a hard struggle that I think a lot of people go through. I'd love to hear maybe some of your insight on that. Is that something that your, your clients struggle with as well? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Outgrowing friendships or, or partnership relationship as well. Um, You know, I've experienced it too with friendships, (laughs) luckily not with my partner. Uh, (laughs) We've both been growing through a lot over the last four years, but we are, you know, committed to each other and also committed to our growth. And I think that's what it comes down to. It's like, you are changing. Everyone is constantly changing and not everybody is meant to be in your life forever. And the important thing is, are you satisfied and are you feeling good with these connections? Do they uplift you or are they bringing you down? Not necessarily bringing you down, but is your energy deflated that a word deflating yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) when you're with these people or is it uplifted right and it's like that's that's your sort of thermometer or your like your gps system right it's like okay what are the situations the people the circumstances the activities that uplift me rather than you know bring me down so whether that's friends you've known forever that just aren't a fit anymore um it's part of the process And, you know, it comes back to the ego, right? The ego is attached to who you've always been, the people you've always known, and the, the identity that you, you held onto most of your life. But when you can see that that's not who I am, I'm not this person's friend. I'm not this person I was in high school. I'm actually just a a bigger energy. Then things become easier when there are less attachments so yeah yeah, that's so common so common I see it all the time and I've experienced it too so (laughs) yeah yeah I forgot what it was called but there's this there's this term out there where basically it kind of emphasizes that when you are starting to kind of I don't want to say get rid of people, but detox from people or outgrow people. Mm -hmm. A lot of people get attached to this neediness of like, oh gosh, like I can't lose this person or I can't, you know, it's like, it's, it's, it's kind of like a weird attachment when, when you first met them, you had no attachment to them, right. Until you built that relationship. But at the end of the day, what if you looked at it? Like you were just returning them back to their place. Like, what if we stopped looking at relationships and friendships as oh my gosh I'm gonna lose this person like as if you're losing a piece Mm -hmm. of you but you're already whole right and so like you're kind of just I guess putting this person back in their place not really feeling like you have to be tethered to an unaligned relationship or friendship just to look like you're not a bad person per se like you know Mm. Yeah. Yeah. There are so many, uh, I don't want to say growing pains, but what, what could be a better 
expression for that. I don't know. Things that we move through on this path. Um, but yeah, coming back to like the underlying knowing that no matter what, you're whole, you're complete, you're good, you're safe. Like when you can come back to that every single day, things will flow a lot easier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, goodness. I feel like we talked so much about so many good topics in this podcast. Um, so much that just flowed so eloquently. <laughs> I love <laughs> yeah. to know what was like your, your favorite thing that we talked about. And is there anything else that you'd like to discuss um anything you're promoting currently that you'd love to address with the audience today mm. I loved everything that we dove into I feel like you know these are the topics that make me so happy and bring me so much joy and light me up to talk about because they've been so transformative in my own life and it's so beautiful to witness how this these topics can be shared and spread and how more people are, you know, able to, to transform their life just by, you know, getting one piece of insight from a podcast or one piece of insight from a book. And then it, everything starts to flow and people experience more ease and more joy and come back to their true nature. So loved everything that we <laughs> spoke about today in terms of, promoting things well I do have a new program coming out I have not shared the name I have not shared any details but, <laughs> but something is coming in the next couple weeks so um, people can find out more on my Instagram I'm going to be releasing the link for the waitlist once I get off this call so <laughs> if anyone wants to go there they can and um I'm I'm really excited about this program though. I feel like it's it's very me. It's like very much my story, my transformation. And I know it's what I can help people with the most. And uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. Me too. I'm excited to see it and excited to continuing connection and further, you know just supporting you on your journey ahead. So I want to just thank you for giving me all of your insight and, you know, sharing all of your goodness and a lot of the lessons and, you know, key tips on your journey from where you started to where you are now with the audience. It's truly amazing that we got to connect today. So I'm very grateful. <laughs> yeah, me too. I love this conversation so much and I'm excited to hear more of your episodes. Yay.